0: My name is Scott Chaloner, and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. As our regular listeners will, of course, know very well, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And today, we're joined on the program by Philip Ainsworth, director of Ainsworth Jewelers, a 150-year-old family business based in Blackburn. And we'll be welcoming Phil back onto the show after he last appeared on the program in June 2020. Uh, Phil, very warm welcome to yourself. And by all means, thank you for joining us on the show. I mean, it's a real pleasure having you with us.
1: Thank you very much, Scott. No, very much, very much looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, likewise. And uh, it isn't the first time that you joined us on the, uh, the programme, uh, the last time, of course, being way back in June 2020. And we were in the thick of the first national lockdown um, at that point. And uh, you told us back then that, you know, you've been using kind of the time that the business had been closed to kind of come up with new ideas to expand the business. There was a potential sort of satellite store in the offing as well. So um, my first question really for you, Phil, is um, how have these last couple of years fared in that sense uh, for the uh, the business as a whole?
1: Well, as you say, thank you, Scott. Um, as you say, 2020 was the last time we spoke, and we were in the midst of huge uncertainty. Not really, sort of knowing, um, firstly when we'd be able to reopen again, uh, but secondly when when we did reopen, we'd no idea how how we were going to sort of fare trading-wise. So it was a very concerning time, but but a very produ- productive time for us. Um my, my wife, um, who is a, a diamond grader and gemologist, um, we got talking and we decided that um she she was a consultant and her business had virtually dried up. So we decided that we'd really sort of get together and, and join forces here in, in Blackburn in, in store and really sort of relook at the whole of the business. So rather than just being a, a sort of a retail jeweller that sort of sits there and waits for customers to come in, be very, very proactive going out there. Um, putting a lot more sort of detail onto the bone. In other words, sort of doing doing podcasts, doing sort of uh, Zoom calls with, with customers yeah. and really sort of making sure that customers understood jewelry. Um, so she, we joined forces, Helen, Helen and myself joined forces within the business. And we've had a phenomenal two years. Um, this, this last 12 months has been phenomenal both business-wise um, but also sort of productivity-wise. And dreams-wise, we've, we've come up with so many different thoughts, ideas, solutions to put into the business. And, uh, yeah, we, we're very much looking forward to a, a very exciting future.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. And I suppose it just goes to show, doesn't it, that when you're in sort of a difficult time, a time of crisis, if you will, that kind of determination, that trying to keep morale high in-house, to sort of getting on with the job, it can really sort of pay dividends, can't it?
1: Absolutely. You, you can either sink or swim, really, can't you? You know, you can either get very depressed and, and sort of just panic and worry, or you can try and make the most of every situation that, that presents itself to you. Um, we decided to go with the latter, looking at sort of bringing our own thoughts and ideas, but really seeing where that took the business. And, and um, as I was saying, you know, we've we've had a phenomenal time creativity-wise, um, just from the business point of view, the last 12 months, I think with people not being able to go abroad and with people wanting to live life a little bit, um, you know, people have been coming in and, and buying jewelry um, for the moment, really, you know, not putting mm. it off, just thinking, let's get it for the moment. So figures-wise, we we doubled turnover last year, which we are absolutely delighted about um, in very difficult times. Um, the margins weren't always there through through various different sort of things that happened um, in the last year. Um, but also then it was a case of sitting down seeing where we wanted the business to go and um, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but some exciting thoughts and ideas for the future.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Um, and we will, of course, talk about what's in the uh, the pipeline uh, for the next year and beyond a little bit later on in the, uh, the programme. Um, just sort of backtracking again a little bit, uh, what I wanted to kind of like get an idea of is that you say, obviously, people really wanted to come out and kind of like spend in the moment and enjoy life a bit as restrictions were lifting. So... Um, Did you find that maybe that little bit of hesitancy initially when restrictions were being lifted, people might not necessarily want to kind of go out and engage and were maybe just waiting for a little bit of time before COVID passed a little bit? Did you not find that that was was really affecting you? Yeah, there was certainly that little
1: bit of time where people were hesitant. Mm. Um, but what we what we did is we we, um, we we never had a lock on the door before. We we pushed appointment based system in, so we could restrict the numbers or, or keep the numbers sort of manageable within the store. We have um, we're lucky to have a fairly big store, so we could sort of section off various different areas, so you know people weren't coming into contact with each other. Um, and rather than it sort of being, um, as I say, we went to appointments. So rather than people just being able to walk in off the street for the first few months, it was it was appointment only. So the numbers we we managed to sort. And I think, you know, with promoting that, um, that actually resonated with the public and, and they started coming back to us because we had the, the opportunities to divide the store. So we benefited from that. Um and we also did a huge amount of promotion uh, through social media. What we found is that I think people during lockdown had done lots of spring cleaning and mm. jewelry was no exception to that. So um we had a huge amount of jewellery coming in from a bespoke point of view, you know, people bringing in what we call Granny's jewellery box, um, where they brought in just all this jewellery which they'd never worn. Um, It's actually um, the National Association of Jewellers have done a survey and about 70% of jewellery in people's jewellery boxes isn't worn. And I think people during lockdown had seen that and brought pieces in and then we redesigned or or remade them or um, made them into into pieces of jewellery they would wear so sort of rather than having a lot of jewelry in their box, people were sort of cutting down and maybe having two or three items, but they would definitely be wearing them. So we did a huge amount through through the bespoke work. Um, but also we we very much promoted and worked on sort of memorial jewelry. Mm. Sadly, you know, a lot of people had, had had sort of, you know, very difficult times during COVID and lost loved ones. And um, we found that people wanted to to recognize that loved one in some sort of way or another um so we worked with customers to uh, to sort of make a piece of jewelry or to to sort of engrave on a piece of jewelry so that they could remember the loved one so actually from from that point of view um we we worked and sat down with the customers we created areas where customers could sit and we could talk through their stories and and talk through their their thoughts and ideas as to what they wanted doing
0: yeah, and it, it's a fitting tribute, isn't it? Because we can't understate the uh, the tragedy of COVID, but it just shows that from every crisis there is an opportunity. And I suppose when you offer that opportunity out, underpinned by that, you know, consideration for you know their health and safety as you're sitting down and talking to them, I suppose that kind of double pronged approach really resonated well, and that's kind of paved the way for that kind of success that you've had.
1: It, very much so. You know, we 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 really did think about how we were going to do this and how we were going to sort of talk to people and how we were going to promote it. Um, the fact that they could do this with the jewellery, um, and actually we found that we got some some fantastic stories coming out from 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 customers um, as well. So it was actually a pleasure to to sort of sit there and, and talk to customers in some of their most difficult times. Um, we found that you know we were getting stories from the customer, and, and that helped us sort of help helped us sort of talk to them and design that special piece for them.
0: Yeah, and that's absolutely fantastic. And um, I suppose, um, given, you know, the the times that we're currently in now, we've kind of come out of COVID, social restrictions are gone, and it's sort of less of an immediate and present danger. But we have kind of been catapulted into another major global issue with the cost of living crisis and rising prices. Um, Is that a particular cause for concern for you at this point in time, given that consumer spending power is obviously being hampered in that way?
1: It's a huge um, challenge and a huge worry going forward. Um, You know, I I don't think really sort of any of us understand where this could lead to, which I think is even more worrying. Um, But the fact, you know, we're already seeing people sort of starting to talk about the cost of living crisis when they come in, you know, sort of how much their their fuel bills have gone up and and food bills have gone up. Um, So sort of from a retailer uh, um, hoping that customers come in and spend in store, of course, it's a huge concern to us. Um, the other thing we have seen is that, um, and again, probably a bit through COVID, is people have been going through and, and sort of selling a huge amount of gold. And we've mm. seen a real increase in that in the last year of people raising money through through selling items that they didn't wear or, you know, broken pieces of, of jewelry. So at a time of, of crisis, time of difficulty for people, we always see the sort of the selling of gold. And we're starting to see that sort of jump quite considerably again. So, again, it, it's a worrying time as we start to go forward. And like all retailers, you know the back end of the year is the, the key part to, to the world of retail, um, and it's the time when I think we're going to start seeing the challenges most. You know, when people mm. start putting their um, their, their, electric, uh, their gas back on or their heating back on, um, I think that's the time when we're going to really see it see it bite and and um, and see the the, uh, the 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 footfall sort of dropping and maybe even the consumer spend dropping in, in things like jewellery. Um, But we have to just keep sort of positive and we have to keep sort of promoting the fact that we're doing things slightly differently. And, you know, customers can come in and and talk to us about things. And I think that's the way forward in, in this situation.
0: Yeah, and I suppose like it's, again, kind of harnessing the lessons from COVID, isn't it? To kind of keep morale high during times of difficulty where you know there's a challenge ahead. And I suppose, obviously, we've seen a lot of market shock already. But um, obviously, the news coming out of the, uh, the South China Sea this week isn't going to really encourage um, any sort of real uplift in mood, I suppose. Uh, because that's obviously probably going to have an impact at some point as well. Uh, but it is just about kind of keeping positive, keeping on with the day-to-day, isn't it? And just moving forward, being innovative and being agile. That's really what all you can do.
1: Absolutely, I mean, um, from particularly from the jewelry trade, you know, we've we've seen in the last year thirty percent of all diamonds come out of Russia, um, and they they've started, you know, that pipeline has started to dry up. So we've had to be sort of more imaginative to sort of mm. work out where we, we sort of can get our diamonds from, um, and then promote sort of the different parts of the world that diamonds come from. So you know, we've already seen that, but yes, the the news today certainly of the South China Sea and what's happening down there. Um, that's another huge concern, which, you know, the more sort of harder news that that, that people see on the, uh, the television or on the radio or, or listen to um, daily just puts doubts in people's minds, which doesn't help sort of from the other side, really
0: it certainly doesn't um, and um, like I say but with every single crisis where one door closes another one opens of course and you're looking at new opportunities as well with everything that's going on with Russia at the moment and that's going to surely open sort of new pathways for you so looking into kind of the, uh, the near future uh, Phil just before we kind of wrap up on the programme today you said yep. there's some exciting stuff in the pipeline you're saying you're remaining positive so what um, without obviously giving too much away is some of the big plans that you've got for this upcoming year as we try to you know navigate this latest uh, little choppy uh, body of water we find ourselves on uh,
1: well we've we've been um we've been working very closely with a um a, 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 a classic textile collection called the gawthorpe collection which is based in Padiham, which is a, a sort of a town between blackburn and burnley mm-hmm. um, and there's a national trust property there which has got probably the third largest collection of textiles in the country and we've got exclusive access to use uh, the inspiration for their textiles for a bridal collection which we will be putting upstairs within uh, the store. We've, we're very uh, lucky in that we've got, as I say, a big store, and upstairs wasn't really being used. So we're, we're now sort of looking to, to do a Gawthorpe-inspired collection of wedding dresses um, where people will be able to come in and, and pick sort of cloths that they've seen in Gawthorpe, and we will be able to use inspiration for those to, to, to make the wedding dresses. And we're working with the local college and local seamstresses and pattern makers and one or two sort of businesses around the Blackburn area to make this a real sort of statement wedding dress shop um, based within, within Ainsworth.
0: It's fantastic. Um, and uh, I really, really hope that comes to fruition in the best possible way, because despite everything that's going on, I mean, one thing that's certainly evident in my eyes, people are still going and getting married. So there should be plenty of opportunities there for you. And like I say, certainly uh, hope it goes well.
1: Absolutely. We we um, So when lockdown came, just as a, a, an anecdote, we, we had... Um, 70 wedding rings that people were due to get married in that year period um, when, when lockdown came and weddings were, were virtually banned. Um, and it was only last Saturday that actually the last person came to pick their wedding rings up from mm. prior to COVID um, and they've managed to rearrange their wedding. So, um, yeah, we we, we certainly, um, we have seen a, a huge amount of weddings and wedding rings being sold this year, but we just think it's such a, a sort of a tie-in. And if we can use sort of, Blackburn, which was a huge manufacturing base for, for textiles in, in previous time to sort of try and build that back up again um you know we're trying to work with all the various different councils and colleges and and people to try and really get this to be a, a sort of a destination um for for sort of wedding dresses and, mm. and maybe even redesigning wedding dresses or or going into bespoke fashion so um no we're hugely excited that that that, that, that will bolt on to uh the the 150-year history of Ainsworth and bring us into a new chapter and a new future, hopefully
0: yeah exactly right and it is needed right now isn't it because when we're talking about things like sort of energy security you know the need to be more self-sufficient I mean that just doesn't apply to energy and electricity generation that applies to all industries doesn't it so to build a new manufacturing base um, sort of back to the way that it used to be in the, you know the heart of Lancashire I mean it's brilliant isn't it to even talk th- about this um, having such potential and uh, like I say it's going to be very fascinating to see how it pans out over the next few years
1: yeah, no, we're we're hugely excited about it, and um, we, we seem to be gathering traction with it, and and gathering support from uh, from from a lot of people around. So. Uh no, we we'll would be delighted to come back on and uh, and tell you how it's going in, in maybe a couple of years' time.
0: Yeah, fantastic. I'd, I'd certainly love to uh, the opportunity to catch up, uh, them, and have you back on the show for a third time. It's been brilliant sort of catching up and just assessing how the last couple of years have been and sort of what you're doing to address the current challenges. Always seems to be out of the frying pan and into the fire at the moment, doesn't it? But hopefully we do start to see a little bit of respite um, soon in the near future. Um, but until then, I was going Phil... To I was yeah. going to say,
1: I've been in retail 30 years and there's there's always something around the corner or there's always something happening but uh, it, it's how you it's how you work to make those challenges work for you is is the real sort of way that you've got to look into the future
0: That's the thing, isn't it? There's always some kind of kicking around the corner, isn't there? But we just don't know how big the corner is, I suppose. So there's always a setback. But, of course, it's about responding as positively to that as possible. And um, until, yeah, until of course, we can catch up on um, uh, this in the future and how things are going, Phil, it's been amazing having you on the uh, the programme again. And uh, by all means, do take care and stay safe with all that's uh, still going on in the world as well
1: thank you for inviting me scott and uh, it's
0: been a pleasure um it certainly was a pleasure welcoming phil ainsworth director of ainsworth jewelers back onto the uh, the program today on the year that is the business's 150th anniversary i believe absolutely fantastic milestone um and if you are tuning into the program today and you are a business owner yourself or the head of an organization which you feel has its own story to share with us here at the leaders council then by all means we also want to hear from you so why not also apply to be on the program via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply until next time you've been tuning in to the leaders council podcast with your host scott challoner and guest philip Ainsworth today please do take care all and goodbye